For as long as credit cards have been in existence, and that's a really long time, we've had the term buy now, pay later. But what buy now, pay later, or BNPL means today is an entirely different thing. And to walk us through what it's all about and show us how financial institutions can take advantage of it for the sake of their customers, we have Bryce Deeney, the co-founder and CEO of Equipify. From the studios of Karma Productions Worldwide in Chicago, this is Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic. Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance, where we supply expert views, riff on the news, innovate and investigate actionable insights, unscripted banking with a caffeine kick. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, inviting you to sit back, grab a cuppa, Kick up your feet. Here we go. If you're looking to grow your digital banking business, check out Lemonade LXP, the digital growth platform for financial institutions and fintechs. Lemonade LXP has both ingredients you need to drive digital growth a learning experience platform that uses daily micro-learning to give staff the knowledge and confidence they need to promote and support your digital capabilities, and a digital adoption platform that supports your digital capabilities with technology walkthroughs that you can author in just minutes. So if you're rolling out new technology, merging with or acquiring another FI, or just looking to drive digital banking growth, you gotta drink the lemonade. For more information, Check out Lemonade LXP at www.lemonadelxp.com. Thanks for tuning in to yet another episode of Bankadelic coming to you from the Bankadelic Bunker in Chicago, Illinois, where currently it's summertime, which means we get 15 days of warm weather. But that is not the case in Scottsdale, Arizona, where our guest today is situated, Bryce Deeney. Bryce is the co-founder and CEO of Equipify. He is an experienced fintech and financial institution executive delivering payment SAAS across verticals. Bryce founded Equipify as the white label BNPL solution, and BNPL stands for Buy Now, Pay Later. And that allows financial institutions to serve their cardholders with lower risk and make it easier to manage options for flexible financing. Bryce, his wife, and his son are a foster family as well. Worth mentioning, a fantastic thing to note. Bryce, welcome to Bankadelic. Sincerely appreciate it. And we get more than 15 days of warm weather a year in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, my son hates when I say this, but it's like we get nine months of winter and nine days of summer. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. But if we are to talk about something that is not only warm, but is red hot, that would be BNPL, which is otherwise known as buy now, pay later. And there are three waves of payment preferences that we can look at today. Tell us what that all looks like in our present context. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Lou. So if you think about consumers and how they spend their capital, how they spend their money, they have a few different options out there. And over the last few decades, the predominant vehicle in which people like to spend their capital was on a credit card. So if you were approved for a credit card, that was 
what you pulled out every single time you wanted to make a purchase. Even still today, there's roughly $3 trillion a year in the US spent on credit cards. What most people don't realize is there's also several trillion dollars spent on debit cards. So cards are still the primary source of payment method for consumers in the US today. Now, over the last few years, it started as a trickle and I think you nailed it, (laughs) that it is on fire. BNPL has kind of taken over the market by storm and now it's several hundred billion dollars being spent and it's only growing from there. But predominantly BNPL today is being provided by third-party fintech companies. So this is not from your community bank or credit union or even major bank usually. It's from third-party companies like the PayPal's or Klarna's or Affirm's or Afterpay's of the world that are trying to convince consumers to use their products instead of the bank card that you've used for decades. Now, the third wave, which is really what Equipify is built to service, is BNPL by financial institutions. So taking that same technology, taking that same frictionless user experience of BNPL and providing that to consumers, but from their trusted financial institution, from the same bank or credit union you trust to manage your money and where you manage your money from their banking app is where we deliver our product today. That is fabulous. Actually, until you went through that with me, I had never heard of that third wave before. Now, jumping back a little bit to BNPL, when I first heard about buy now, pay later, I was like, this isn't anything new. I actually was in a band in the 80s and we played with another band and they had a song called Buy Now, Pay Later. And I'm thinking there is nothing new here, but that isn't the case. What is the difference between credit cards as they are used or lines of credit and BNPL? Yeah. In fact, my parents always talked about the old school catalogs where you could buy something through a catalog back in the 80s and you could finance and build your credit that way. So you're absolutely right. These types of products have been around forever. However, technology has significantly enhanced the consumer experience, removed a lot of the friction. So now you can be out shopping and within literal seconds, you can finance a purchase, have it split out over time. And what's unique about BNPL as far as the current state of BNPL and why consumers are attracted to it over using a traditional credit card is because it doesn't lock them into a long-term relationship and or a long-term, let's say, APR, where the consumer has to make a conscious decision every month. Do I pay off the full balance to avoid maybe accumulating interest fees? Or do I just simply break this out over time? I know exactly what fees I'm going to pay and it's just baked into my monthly payment. That's the predominant reason, and there's a bunch of studies on this, of why consumers like the current version of BNPL over say a traditional credit card with an APR. Wow, and one of the things that you mentioned that I wanted to pick back up on is this idea of banks and credit unions incorporating BNPL into what they do one of the options they can offer. Why is this an important thing for these institutions to think about? And what are some of the advantages of doing this? What's really interesting is when you look at third-party fintech providers, they're all kind of in a race to build a super app, 
right? Super app is another one of those really hot topics where everybody talks about, you know, is PayPal the next super app? Is Amazon going to build the next super app? Is Apple the next super app? What is a super app? A super app is somewhere where you can manage your money, pay your bills. Maybe you have some lending products, maybe some debit products, maybe some bill pay, some P2P, right? So you can like send your buddy or friend $20. And really when you look at all the different components of a super app, you're talking about a financial institution's offerings, just digitized. So financial institutions are uniquely positioned because they're already 90% of the way there of being a super app for their constituents, for their customer base. BNPL is yet just another way that consumers have said, this is how we want to spend our money and manage our finances in a meaningful way. Specific to BNPL, it's predominantly a product used by millennials and Gen Z. So as a financial institution, I not only need to make sure I'm building out products to meet my customers' needs, but I also need to be forward thinking and thinking how do we attract, retain, and grow our relationships with the younger generations as they step into becoming the middle class of the United States? And how do we make sure that we provide them the products that they actually want from us as their trusted financial institution? If we don't build out those products, they're going to find them somewhere else. Absolutely. BNPL as we know it now is a very new thing. And a lot of times we see these new wrinkles rolled out and they need some work. They need to be tweaked out. I'm wondering what you think in terms of how BNPL can be elevated to better serve consumers. With you know rising inflation and rising interest rates, consumers are struggling just to afford their normal purchases. So when a consumer walks into, let's say, get an oil change for their car, and turns out they had a couple other things on the car that were broken, and now that $50 purchase turns into a $500 purchase, how do they afford that today? Positioning BNPL as a way to give a consumer flexibility within their checking account to flex and decide how do I want to borrow money from my trusted financial institution in a pinch when I need it, and having that be a seamless experience within my mobile banking app, I think is a really unique opportunity for banks to get involved. The other thing that I would say is that the second wave of BNPL, which is what we're bringing, is really consolidating that user experience inside of the banking app. So if you think about credit cards and personal loans and auto loans and mortgages, when we had the coming of the internet, everything started becoming digitized. Do you remember the company mint.com? Oh, yeah. Mint was actually founded by a fellow named Brandon DeWitt, who recently passed away. But Brandon was a visionary. And what he saw was everything was becoming digitized, but the consumer experience was very fragmented. You had to log into multiple apps, create multiple accounts and manage all of that just to really understand your personal wealth and all of your payments. Where do I even have accounts? I can't even recall. So Mint solved that problem holistically. BNPL being a relatively new technology, but exploding on the scene, there's still that same fragmentation problem happening today. So if I'm shopping at walmart.com, amazon.com, and then my other three favorite, maybe more unique or boutique e-commerce or retailers, and I'm using BNPL at all of these solutions because I like BNPL, that means I have relationships with multiple third-party BNPL providers 
and I'm logging into my mobile banking app from my banker credit union, hoping and trying to bounce back and forth and seeing if I actually have enough money before my next paycheck to make all these monthly payments. So I think there's really only one type of company today that's uniquely positioned to solve that. And it's the bank, it's the credit union, because that's where the consumer's logging in to have that mint-like experience to make sure that they have enough money. So only they have that ability to integrate BNPL and provide that holistic solution. Now, financial institutions, and this is a generality, of course, tend to be slow to adopt and tend to be pretty conservative in terms of trying new things. When you are getting this message out, what might be the way you characterize this, why it needs to be a priority? I would say over the last few years, I think there's been a massive shift in digitization and transformation within the financial institution community. I think the first example of mass adoption fairly quickly was actually Zelle. When Venmo was acquired by PayPal, the writing was kind of on the wall within the bank and credit union world that if they didn't offer a competing person-to-person network where people could easily send and receive money frictionless, they were going to lose deposits and likely relationships. So that product went from what, five customers to a thousand within a five-year period. And over the last few years, we've seen the same thing with AI underwriting. We're now even seeing the same thing with crypto assets. I actually remember sitting in a boardroom a few years ago and everyone was like, how should we look at crypto? Is it something we should consider a threat or a friend or a foe? Should we offer it? Should we reject it? Fast forward to today, I believe there's over 500 financial institutions that have either launched or are about to launch the ability for their consumers to manage, buy, and sell crypto assets. So I think traditionally, financial institutions are looked at as slow to adopt new technology. But I think recently, there's been a fairly big shift where financial institutions are realizing partnering with fintechs that are built to serve them is more aligned with their long-term goals of growth and yet being able to have relevant products for the next generation. It seems to me too that maybe there's a flip side to this, just as fintechs can serve financial institutions, financial institutions that are maybe on the community bank level or regional, that because of their strengths in customer service, people who are having problems with their accounts or maybe running into some trouble can expect a higher level of service as well. I think about my own experience with PayPal. I've been in a tussle with them for over a month trying to get a refund for a fraudulent transaction that took place on their watch and I still haven't heard anything yet. And it just seems like maybe this combination of BNPL and institutions that take it on as part of their suite could be a really great thing for customers in that way. Absolutely. Products like mortgages and auto loans, right? There's these massive fintech companies that are trying to create that direct-to-consumer experience, and some have had a lot of success. But all the negative reviews tend to be around customer service. I think there's a reason why. It's because they used to get those products and services from their trusted FI down the street. And I think that's a really unique value prop that when you take this, I don't want to be too nostalgic, but I did grow up in a very small town that had like the bank, the credit union. When you take that same hometown 
customer service feel and pair it with good technology, I think there's some really unique customer service benefits that only a financial institution can offer. Yeah. And in terms of benefits today, having you on the podcast, Bryce, has been fabulous. I now understand BNPL a lot better than I did before. And now that I've learned a little bit about that, maybe I'm ahead of the curve. Well, hey, let's continue the conversation because BNPL is changing very fast. I guess I could be like, learn now, grow later. I don't know. (laughs) There's hope for me yet. (laughs) Love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Bryce. And hopefully we will do this again sooner rather than later. Sincerely appreciate it. I'm always willing to come to Lincoln Park during the summertime when it's uh, 120 in Phoenix. Yeah, there you go. Bryce Dini is the co-founder and CEO of Equipify. He is based in Scottsdale, Arizona. You can look for Bryce on LinkedIn. You're listening to Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at NMD Plus, based in London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas. If you like what you've heard here, be sure to check out NMD Plus's financial technology podcast, Dave and Darm Demystify, with hosts Dave Wallace and Darmesh Mystery. Bankadelic. Sponsored by the William Mills Agency. For close to 40 years, the William Mills Agency has served hundreds of companies that provide a wide range of products and services in the banking, payments, mortgage, credit union, and related markets. The William Mills Agency is the largest provider of PR and marketing services for companies that market to the financial industry. For more information, visit williammills.com. Have you thought about how you'll gain the upper hand in your search for stellar talent? Banker Hire leverages a niche industry with uncommon insight. They're committed to finding you qualified commercial and community banking, lending, compliance, HR, retail, and wealth talent. Banker Hire prides itself on listening and solving problems. Their approach is 100% hands-on and heads-up, giving you what you need to make smart, actionable decisions. For more information, visit BankerHire.com. Quantic is the adaptive digital bank that offers entrepreneurs, immigrants, millennials, low-income families, seniors, and others innovative banking products and services, which embrace the diversity of circumstances that exist in the lives of customers while elevating their financial strength. For more information, visit QuanticBank.com. That's Q U O N. T-I-C-Bank.com. Lotte Financial is your go-to spot for credit cards, debit cards, and single-use cards that are good and only good for coffee. Java, homebrew, joy juice, cold brew, cappuccino, espresso, Turkish mug, whatever you want to call it. That's our business at Lotte Financial. We'll also introduce you to our special midnight oil product. Why, it's the number one pick of pre-dawn hackathoners who know just how to drain a Starbucks app and use their ill-gotten gains to buy... Shh, Maxwell House. So slurp it, sip it, burp it, spit it, snort it if you like. We don't care, just so long as you avoid any barista tip jar jokes that end with Thanks a lot, Because here at Lotte Financial, we've got you covered as in hot, hot coffee spilled all over your lap. 
And now, Bankadelic presents... Three Bullseyes. Number one. BNPL has kind of taken over the market by storm, and now it's several hundred billion dollars being spent, and it's only growing from there. But predominantly, BNPL today is being provided by third-party fintech companies. Number two. Financial institutions are realizing partnering with fintechs that are built to serve them is more aligned with their long-term goals of growth and yet being able to have relevant products for the next generation. Number three. Specific to BNPL, it's predominantly a product used by millennials and Gen Z. As they step into becoming the middle class of the United States, how do we make sure that we provide them the products that they actually want from us as their trusted financial institution? If we don't build out those products, they're going to find them somewhere else. And now, lose views. One topic that continues to fascinate me is behavioral finance. People often make decisions irrationally. The turmoil in the stock market, for example, has meant that many people are selling low. And a few years ago, they were buying high. Where's Warren Buffett when you need him to bring a little common sense into the conversation? Well, that's the thing, to be honest, that spooks me a little bit about buy now, pay later. Just a notion that someone can pay something off later means that they are taking on an obligation now. And the one piece of financial wisdom that I have heard time and again from people who are much smarter than I am is spend less than you make. Many people carry credit card balances with high interest rates, and in some cases, that consumer debt is soaring. It's hard to imagine what buy now, pay later can contribute to assuaging that situation. However, and this was an important point that Bryce Deeney raised on today's podcast, buy now, pay later incorporated into a suite of services from one financial institution can mean that consumers look at it a little more holistically. And one point that I do want to amplify is that the financial institution that has a strong relationship with their customer can help them manage buy now, pay later much more responsibly. Buy now, pay later is an incredible tool to help consumers get over the hump at times when they're pinched just a little bit financially. We need to keep that in mind and not let it go any further into a world of deepening debt for consumers. Financial institutions can definitely lead the way in educating the people that they serve. Thanks for tuning in to Bankadelic. We hope you join us next time and check back in the weeks ahead as we build our podcast vault. Our producer in Chicago is Jenny Elman. Thanks again to the William Mills Agency for their generous sponsorship. Thanks to Banker Hire. Thanks also to Quantic. I'm Lou Carlozo. You can catch me on LinkedIn and at the Civil War reenactment as Abraham Lincoln. Until next time, so long. Bankadelic is a production of NMD+, London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas.